I have to think. Can I play my latest jam? My newest jam? Do it. Straight out of India? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is my this is my favorite Indian jam. You danced to this? I was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys hit the club and you were dancing. I was not in the club. I was in the uh, cab driver's seat and he kept playing this shit over and over again. And he was explaining to me what the what the whole movie was about. And then whenever I go back to my hotel room in India. With me and my wife, there was only like two channels in English, and one was always showing One Tree Hill. Mm. Like that, One Tree Hill is evidently the biggest show in India. You weren't hell or India. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, there's not many options. Yeah, and and um, and so like this video kept playing, and so I recognized it from the dude's car. I'm like, this is the jam. This is like a uh, Kanye West there, but it's got a beat no. to it, right? He, he, this is like the uh, the Indian Pitbull. <laughs> it just all That's sounds exactly what it, is. it just all sounds like Macarena to me. No, like, it bug, just sounds bug. like yeah, I know. I'm That's sorry. Culturally insensitive. I'm sorry. Sounds like, the macarena. It sounds like the macarena to me. It, listen to the beat and listen to everything. It it sounds like the macarena. That sounds like Miles Davis. Hold on, hold on. We'll get a little macarena. Right. By the way, I didn't replay it. It just replayed itself. This thing's on repeat. Well, you're, the, the thing is, you're missing the visual, which is like the hottest Indian chick in the world dancing. And the Indian girls in these videos, they all got like big boobs and big butts. And hey, macarena. I'm telling you. Thank you. Right there. He's saying the same words. It's ridiculous. Hey. So, you know what I do like though? I'm sorry. The, the Indian people, what I like about them is they cannot dance, much like me. They yeah. can't dance, but they all do it together. So, as long as there's more than one person doing the dance exactly the same, it looks good. Oh, yeah. If there's a group of five people doing this, a stupid like arm move, that's so good. So long as it's choreographed, it doesn't matter how bad it is. It's good. But, but the good thing is that all the clothes are really like non form fitting, so you can't tell if somebody's off. Like the fly girls and like in Living Color, they're all wearing mm. that, those like tight outfits, so you can see every muscle move and see if the people are in sync or not. Right. But when, every, when the women are wearing like saris and the guys are wearing those like white flowing pants, you can't tell if you're off. Is that why? Is that where MC Hammer got his inspiration from? <laughs> India. He, he took a trip to India. It was like, look at these JD pants. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> and just started moving with them in the hotel room. I can see him doing that. So you're saying you're saying the Hammer had? <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. You're saying the Hammer had like a Beatles like experience? <laughs> he, he, went said, to he went to India. The Beatles <laughs> found the Maharashi. 
Hammer found the pants. <laughs> it could have happened. It's a much better story, I C- think. Come for the religion, stay for the pants. So, welcome back to the Far Off Podcast. My name is Todd Perry. To the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Hey, Todd, how are we doing? And to the left of me, it's been a minute since he's been here. Yes. Uh, the great Oscar Tayeda. Oscar, what are you promoting? Nothing. No? No, not today. Nothing? No, sir. This is a streak of probably 30 shows in a row where you're not promoting anything? Nope. Lots of times people are comedians. Maybe they have a podcast when they come to the Far Out Podcast. But Oscar was just my roommate for uh, seven years, seven and a half years living together and That's a right. great friend. And uh, it's a pleasure having you back on the show. Thank you. It's like an inside knowledge into your mind is what Oscar is. He's the inside. The alter ego of Todd yes. Perry. Yes. When Todd's not talking... He hears Oscar's voice in his head. I do. I mean, when you, live, when you it's live with somebody is. for so long... And the it, right side of my face. That's all you think about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we sat on a couch for a very long time, and Oscar sat to the right of me, and he's burned in, as I said many times, like, a, uh, like an old Atari game, mm. like that you see in a Pizza Hut, where they haven't switched out that Pac-Man, and it's permanently burned into the screen. Right. That's that's me and Oscar. So uh I was gone for a minute. Uh that's why we didn't have a show last week. Are we two weeks without a show or, or one week? I think it was two, yeah, cuz you were in India and I was in Yosemite. Oh, you were in Yosemite. Oh, yes. You go there frequently, yeah? I go there every year. For I, the hiking? I like to become one with nature. Mm. Is what it is. Yes. And yes, we do hike, not vigorously because we're half Irish, some English. So it's it's not a very active people. Yeah. I see. We like to go up lower Yosemite Falls and be like, oh, look what we did. You know? Oh, look, a little <laughs> bit backsplash <laughs> yeah, off a of waterfall. Look at, that, look at that. But uh, no, mostly when the kids are gone, stuff like that, that's when I go up to the real, the real, the real deal. That's cool. You want me to show you around, Oscar? You want to yeah, go up to Yosemite? I would like to. Let's go. It's one of the most beautiful places on earth. I, I'd love to go to Have Yosemite with you. Never been. Oh, my God. There's trees. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge, man. When I think of Yosemite, I just think of Star Trek V, and I think of uh, William Shatner trying to scale Half Dome with Leonard Nimoy. Oh, yeah, they did do that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a horrible movie. But <clears throat> I think of Maverick with uh, Mel Gibson, also a horrible movie, which they filmed there. You know, I think when Oscar sees the movie Star Trek V, like with most movies, there's a thought in his head about the film. You know? Well, he does often have one thing going through his mind. There's there has to be some dick in this movie. <laughs> That's, That's what right. it is, yes. We've been playing that drop on the show. Oh, good. And so uh, you haven't been on the show, but... Uh, a... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. So I was in India. Well, before we get to that, I'd like to apologize for the last show we put out. Not our best show. Well, you know, I just listened to it uh, when I got back from out of town, and uh, I was like, oh, wow. Uh, not our best work. We every show will be better than that show, than episode one eighty five of Far really? Out. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a new low. It's a guarantee. <laughs> it's a new low. Every show will be better than that one. Wow, it's always an embarrassing moment. You're like, oh, I hope nobody had to sit through that, but people did. There were some revealing things. Like I think you got a soundbite of masturbate. Oh, you got that soundbite, but I mm-hmm. had this one. I have IBS, mm-hmm. so that came from it. You know, we'll we'll drop that in a few times. It'll be good. We got something to take away from it. <laughs> But uh, on, on today's show, we're going to talk about my trip to India, and because uh, I was there for uh, two weeks, and then I, I went to London. But uh, you know, we're not going to make this show a whole travel log. I'm just going to hit, hit upon it, and then uh, we're going to press on to one of the biggest American comebacks of all time 
is oh. in our midst, and we're going to discuss that oh, yeah. a little bit later. So thank you, Oscar Taeda, for showing up. Thanks, sir. Thank you, Buck for Perez, as always, for showing up uh, yeah, two, ain't, two minutes early. Very good. Ain't no thing. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. So uh, going to India, I guess the, one of the biggest takeaways is that India is cray. I, I think that's basically uh, what I could say. Like, um, it, it boils down to this. When, whenever you're driving down the street, uh, there are parts of India where normally in America, there is a, a street going one way and a street going the other way. Right. In India, they don't really bother about that. No. And uh, you, you drive on one side of the street, then the other, and then you honk your horn, <laughs> and then there's a camel behind you. It's like TJ. It's a, like it's TJ, but... W- TJ wishes it were India. Uh. Like, I saw some shit in India that people in TJ would go, why aren't we doing that? I saw five people on a motorcycle, an entire family on a motorcycle. Now, in TJ, they can do that in maybe a Toyota Corolla. Right. Right. In in, in India... You see that at a circus. This, yeah, this wasn't like a traveling circus you saw? No, it, India is literally like going to a circus constantly. <laughs> wow. And in India, there are so many people that... The first day we get in, like you just you're 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 stuck in the back of like an auto rickshaw, which is like a, a scooter with three seats in the back, and you're flying down the street, and the guy's honking, and then there's a cow next to you, and then there's a, a taxi cab, and everybody's almost hitting each other, but they're not, and it's like this weird demented <clears throat> school of fish going from place to place, and horns honking, and and uh, on the side of the street, the the bricks are all torn up. And uh, it, is it, it's fast moving, I assume? It is the most fast moving. Like, people go to New York City and they're like blown away by how fast it is. India is like everybody's in a rush to go hang out. Oh. Because there's a lot of just people hanging around. A lot of chilling. Hmm. There's, everybody's hanging out, but everybody's in a rush to it's get to hanging out. Yeah. Like one of the things this, I know. This sounds like my heaven. I'm sorry. Just <laughs> everyone's fucking hanging out. Yeah. Shit. I'm gonna rush to do that. I want to go there. Right. Like the the cost of labor is is so inexpensive that like when you go into a hotel, you know, normally if you go into a hotel in America, they have the guy working the front desk. In India, they'd have the guy working the front desk and then two guys standing over him. Right. Just conversating about whatever's going on. Hmm. Sometimes getting into a disagreement. Yeah. And then. And so there's a whole bunch of people, but nothing gets done really quickly. Mm. Like mm-hmm. if you if you call, you're like, oh, we need another hotel. You know, we need another towel in the room. Yes, okay, no problem, my friend. And towel never shows up. Be like, there's four guys down there. Who's bringing the towel? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like I yeah. think they got into a disagreement over who was bringing the towel. You take the towel. <laughs> you take the towel. And, uh, and, and you'll see people like in the middle of the street like – and they're not homeless. They're just hanging out. Like the the guy will just sleep on the street. And like if you see a homeless guy in LA, he'll kind of curl up in a fetal position. Right. Mm. In India, a guy will just spread eagle Sprawl. in the middle of the street. Like no problem. Yeah. Just hanging out. We used to call it yard sale because you're just spread all over the fucking place, like all over the yard. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and the, the yard people sale. and they don't really drink there either. So. Yeah, what, what Dif- difficult for me? They but, don't believe in what uh, alcohol? Are they kind of like Mormon in that way or what? No, I mean they, they drink, but it's just not—it's just not a big part of their thing. Like lots of the people are Hindu, so they're I, not boozers. I would just think hashish when I went there. I no? smelt is, it. Is there hashish there? And, s- and did you seek it out? I didn't. I did find. Um, the thing is, you, you don't want to go there and get caught with drugs or anything, mm. because you don't want to be locked up abroad. Mm. That was one of my rules. But yeah. I was—I uh, was in an area called Varanasi near the uh, near the Ganges River. And the tour guide who was taking us down the river goes, 
oh, sometimes uh, Western tourists come here and they come and they take a bunch of drugs and they stay here for like months because it's only like, <laughs> you know, it's like $7 a night to stay in a hotel there. Right. So they just stay forever. And, and he's like, and they buy drugs. And I was like, oh, that's terrible. And then right after he said that, I saw a vial of cocaine. Nice. Sitting like on the ground. I looked and I picked it up and I looked at it. I was like, oh, it's a little, well, you know, like you kind of, you tap it with your finger. And I was like, oh, there's three lines in there. And I was like, oh, wait, put it down. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. Yeah, right. You, you, you say it like it's so like nonchalant. No, most people don't pick it up and go, chit, chit. Yeah, about three lines in here. Yeah, about three lines worth. I had to do a check. Yeah, about three lines. <laughs> hey, you know. Yeah, exactly. You're like me when I see a pack of smokes on the ground. Oh, maybe there is one or two in there, you know? Sometimes you do find a pack that's full. It's, you know? Yeah. It is true. Seldom, yes. but yes. Yeah. And so did you do any research for this trip beforehand? Like, what did, did you... Uh, what you expected to see, is that what you saw, or was it like far? Did you watch different? The Last Marigold Hotel? Actually, I did see oh, that. dude, what a tourist. That was a <laughs> Before you fucking go there. <laughs> Darjeeling Limited? Did you do I, some I, Wes I, Anderson? Well, I saw that because Natalie Portman shows her naked. Yeah, she's naked in the beautiful beginning. Ass in yeah. movie. Natalie Portman? Completely? Yeah. What? They do like a shot where she's like completely nude, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I gotta look that. I'll learn it to you. Yeah. Write write that down yeah. in your phone, Oscar. Got it. But yeah, we saw the sites. We saw like the Taj Mahal, which the Taj Mahal doesn't disappoint. Just you know, sometimes people say, "Oh, I went to go see blah blah blah, and it was smaller than I expected." Like I went to Stonehenge, and it wasn't really that impressive or whatever. But when you see the Taj Mahal, the Taj Mahal, you walk up and it's like all marble, and it's it's amazing. And did the you way, walk in it? Yeah, we walked in it, and we went we went in it. In it. We got in it. We go in it. And inside, it's this, all this really intricate marble work. And uh, it is really impressive. Uh, so that, that did not disappoint. Uh, we saw like a, a bunch of like crazy tombs that like Muslims built in like the year 1100 and uh, some big ass Buddhas that were like the size of skyscrapers. And uh, wow. we went to the Amber Palace, which was the basis of what was Pankot Palace in Indiana, yes. the Indiana Jones movie. Wow. Um, yeah, it was it was crazy. We went to this thing called Elephantastic. Where did you did you do any lines from Indiana when you were there? Oh no, no, no! I totally I did. I think you. I, I know we. I know we know the answer. Is yes, <laughs> yes. Well, I was walking with my wife and our friends Mel and Jarrett. We went with, and I was like, "We're not going to Delhi, doll. We're going to Pankot Palace." <laughs> and then everybody just kind of looked at me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Right. But uh, I mean, the, the sights there were just incredible, and we, we we saw some nice parts of like New Delhi where you're like, oh, I'd, I'd live here, it's cool. And then we saw some parts of New Delhi where you're like, uh, I think everything around here is going to crumble in a minute. I think right. we should all vacate immediately. <clears throat> and you know, did you see those massive mansions that they have there, like the skyscraper mansions they have like in India somewhere? Not in Dubai. Nah, it's somewhere in India. I don't. I, we did see some like skyscrapers that had you oh, know really nice buildings. It's kind of racist, Oscar. What? It's kind of racist. Dubai. It's completely different. I, I I'm just it totally. Is. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know what that is. Is that India? <laughs> no, Dubai's like an island, man. Yeah, I had a, I had one of the most painful experiences of my life. I went to this thing called Elephantastic, which was amazing. Where it's like an elephant reserve. Mm. And so we went there, and like this guy on this mat, like five hundred acres worth of land, and he has all these elephants. And basically, it's not you're not there for the elephants to perform for you. Like you're there to take care of the elephants. Like I actually swam in a lake with an elephant. They put you to work. Yeah, they put it like I scrubbed the elephant, and when and I was like in my swim trunks, 
This is fun. Again, this sounds sounds like hell. Like, no. where did you go for a week or You ever bonded with an elephant? Like, the tusk nah. is beautiful. And there's, they're the sweetest creatures. They're the sweetest oh. creatures. And I'm, But the thing is, when you're... Did you're, you try to put perfume on them? Like, like, like Willie Scott? Yes. <laughs> oh, elephant! No, but I was sitting there, I was scrubbing the elephant, and then you realize you're, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like up to my nipples in the lake. And the elephant, it's, he's like, it's like up to his... You know, back, and I'm next to him. The elephant starts moving. You're like, the elephant can't Far see. Where- news. The elephant can't see where my foot is. And you're like, oh shit! And then you move back, and then the elephant puts his, you know, snout up and starts shooting water and shit. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was fabulous. But and I'm sorry, you paid for this, right? Yes. This cost how many rubies? To know. hang out with elephants all day was like a hundred bucks. Hundred American dollars? Yeah, hundred American. Yo, sir. So that's like <laughs> that's like a month stay in a hotel. That's a hotel. That's a prostitute. Oh, uh, in hundred yeah. bucks, dude. Come on, I rather. Oh, but that's d- a better time. So, wait, so, so yeah, a room in a hotel is seven dollars to hang out with an elephant. A hundred dollars. Yeah, well, that was, it was like a, a shitty hotel, but but we stayed in a five star hotel for seventy bucks a night in India, which is pretty rad. But I um. One day we went. We were in a place called Jaipur, which is in a, a state called Rajasthan, right? And I realized there that if it ends in "stan" and you're a white person, you should use sunscreen. Uh. And I decided that day that I wasn't going to leave India with no tan. Uh. And so I, I left myself 40 minutes laying out by the pool in Rajasthan, oh. and I was like, I'm just going to like get some sun, and then I'll sunscreen up. This was towards the end of your trip. It was just like with like a week, uh, about a week left. You didn't want to come back white. No, mm. I've done. That. I went to Costa Rica and came back whiter. So I, I figured I'd get some sun, mm. and I I burnt myself from my from like my my neck down to my stomach, and you can't really tell anymore. But uh, yeah, you can see, yeah, yeah, you're you're bleeding skin right there, man. You're still peeling. So, but and then that day we went to be with the elephants, and. I had I just had like a shirt on and I had this horrible sunburn. Now to get on top of an elephant, you grab him by the ears, right? Share your bed. And then you you put your foot like in the middle of the trunk, and then the elephant lifts you up, right? Mm-hmm. So the elephant lifts me up, and so I go head forward onto the elephant, and then you end up landing on your stomach. Yeah. And now I was horribly sunburned. Yeah. Now the back of an elephant is like sandpaper uh. with hair. With like coarse hair, so it's like picture this. Imagine a guy with a beard, right? And Abraham Lincoln. And imagine Abraham Lincoln rubbing his beard up and down your sunburn. And then I push myself to the back to like the ass of the elephant on my stomach. <laughs> and then I sat on the elephant, and I was like, oh! and I, I almost cried. I almost like I've it, 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 not felt that kind of pain ever. Oh. You heard me. You're hurting me? It felt like that. Ah. This is... No, you're hurting me! No! <laughs> it was like sex with Buck. Yeah, this is, this is my sex tape, Oscar. I'm sorry, I don't know if you heard it. I have. That's me. And uh, Water is always involved. But but that was that was amazing. Uh, we, uh, I mean, and, and then in, in, in India, people are amazed when they see Western, like, white folk walk around. Hmm. Like, you're a celebrity wherever you go, and if you stop on a street corner, uh, eventually a crowd will, will you will attract a crowd. You have to wow. keep moving. Wow, is the what? rule? Because well, they think you're from London first of all, and they come up and sometimes they'll talk in an exaggerated London. Uh, 
Hello. Yeah, no, really. The, the same thing goes, <laughs> hey, bloke. Hey, bloke. How are things going in London? Oh, jeez. And then you're like, uh, that's uh, racist. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, no, I'm from L.A. And uh, they go, oh, one time some guys. Now, did you say L.A. or did you say America? Well, at first, you would say, if you said America, they go, South America? Because they know America is like South America, North America. And you go, no, 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 no. You don't get that. Not the good one. Is yeah. that what you would say? <laughs> Not the good one. Um, no, United States of America. And then you go USA, and they go, oh, and you go LA, Los Angeles. Oh, okay. And you go Hollywood, and then they, they kind of get it. Right. One and you're like, no, Bollywood, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, motherfucker. Hollywood, Bollywood, very, very jolly good. <laughs> it's one of my jams, too. Wow. But, but one time I was in a bathroom, and the bathroom attendant is like, oh, excuse me, where are you from? And I was like, I'm from LA, like United States of America. And he's like, oh, LA. Near New Jersey in the United Kingdom. What? And I was like, New, ah, not, not, not quite. New but, New Jersey? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't know. But you but you you get a sense when you go to India that like your conception as an American of the world is a bit different from, you know, other people. But New New Jersey in the United Kingdom. Yes. And you're like, he, all right. He thought you like listen to Bon Jovi and shit. <laughs> Fucking uh fist, fist pumping on the weekend at the at the club with Snooky. Biggest insult saying I'm from Jersey, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's fuck that's that's throwdown. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, uh, bathroom attendant, what was he there to do? Like hold your dick? Was he like right there? He was hanging out. Yeah. I tell you, like the guy yeah. was in India, his job was hanging out. It looked like Morocco from the footage you shot. Yeah, some video. And uh when I was in Morocco, everyone would come up all the time and go, Tip? 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 Do you have tip? Would they do that there? Oh, they're big fans of the tip there. The tip, but would they say tip? Because uh, they were rude like them, right? Tip, like they were just like, for what, dude? You didn't do shit. Like you know, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, yeah. I don't pay the homeless guy if he's just in there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing I, is, dance, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, you know. Well, the thing is, like, we we when we first checked into our first hotel. Like, you know, when, when your first, like, couple of days in a new country, you don't quite have it down, so you don't know what's happening. But, like, people would come up to our room, and, like, one time a guy comes up, and he just turns on the television. Then he just stands there. All right. Like, waiting for a tip. And so... We're turning it, on the TV. Yes. Turn. But if, yeah. if you'd hit the guy with 100 rupees, that would be, like, his salary for the day. And what's 100 rupees? And sixty. Nice. So what? you walked around like baller, like if if you want to get like a little tuck tuck, like a little small cab to drive somewhere. Oh, like I thought you, like a tuck tuck was like you know a blowjob or something. <laughs> it sounded <laughs> weird. Yeah, get a little tuck tuck, get a little num. I don't know I'll, what that was. I'll take a little tuck tuck <laughs> and a little num nuts as well. I'm sorry, you're watching you're watching the tube, right in your hotel room. This is your room, right? Yeah. There's someone in there. No, but I mean the guy would like you'd walk into your room because you were coming back from something, and then the guy would be like, hello. Hello, and then he'd follow you, and the then he'd fuck? turn on the TV and stand there, and you'd be like, "All right, all right, peel the guy off," because you're peeling him off a buck fifty, but to him, he just made his fucking week, right? Wow. But then so, he's going to tell his friends, and then now everyone wants a hundred yeah. rupees. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of that's kind of the issue. And shopping in India is is crazy because you you walk by the stores and everybody's like, "My friend, my friend, my friend, come here, real quick, good price, good price." And right. you, you have to barter with everybody, right? And everything is really cheap, but they come at you real hard. But I learned the lesson one day is I got out of a cab. And I went to, to go check out some stores, and this guy was selling sunglasses. And my wife had sat on my sunglasses, so this guy was selling some like fake Ray-Bans, and he was trying to sell them for 1,200 rupee, which was like, you know, like 
like 20 bucks or whatever. And I was like, no, nah, no, screw that. And so mm-hmm. then I, I bargained him down to 800, which I totally overpaid because right. that was like paying 12 bucks. Right. For the sunglasses. And so the guy took my money and ran off and was very happy. But his buddy saw that and then followed me for 40 minutes whenever I went shopping. Excuse me. Excuse me. And he kept shaking the sunglasses. And I'm like, no, no. And I'm a nice guy. So I'm like trying to be like, no, man, it's cool. That doesn't work. No. And then some guy sees him and follows up behind and was selling one of the coolest things in the world, which was a bullwhip made out of camel leather. Nice. And so he kept whipping it. And he's like, my friend, my friend, good price. I give you good price. I'm like, no, 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 no. Then I thought, what if I paid the guy with the bullwhip to whip the guy trying to sell me the sunglasses? <laughs> that'd be a show. That, like, that and would that'd be worth awesome. 12 It's that kind of place. It's that kind of place yeah. where you could just pay someone to do that. Whip this man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that I would because that's really taking advantage of the poor. I think if you lived there for a while, you probably would. I think if you stayed in the environment, you'd become susceptible to it. You, and would. you, you would. You would be whipping people. Well, you start or, getting angry at the constant <laughs> harassment and attention. Yeah, it sounds. It sounds like you know, like you said, you're a celebrity, and that's what sucks. It's gosh, damn. You want some alone time, right? Yeah, and when is, you're is at, there any private space or anything? No, because and then also because there's so many people that live there, the idea of personal space is completely out the window. Like <laughs> I'm going into a train station, and you're going through the metal detector into the train station. Like literally, everybody just pushes, and like you have this whole crowd of people that hoard around and push. And, yeah. like, in L.A., that would not fly. No, no. Like, Get the New- fuck off me. In New yeah. York, people are kind of pushy. But in L.A., everybody's laid back. And it's all about, like, everybody's in cars, so people don't really interact with people. No, yeah, that's and, awesome. And, yeah, yeah, I know. It's, you, you really appreciate it when you go to a country where somebody, like, you sit down somewhere and somebody sits right next to you and is, like, literally, like, touching you the whole time. You're like, oh, wow, this is totally rude. But it's not rude Masturbate. there. Masturbate. It's not rude there, you know? <laughs> how, how, uh... I'm sorry. I lost my track. Uh, how was the smell? The smell in <laughs> India. Because there is a distinct odor. There is. The, every place you go, there is some, yeah. some kind of odor. France stunk. Okay. The subway in France stunk. How was, you know, Indian smell? All right, you ever go to an Indian restaurant? Uh, Spicy? Once. Okay. It, it, you know that smell of like saffron? Yeah. That's just in the air everywhere. You can be in an open field and that's what it smells like. <laughs> like there's this, it, it smells like you're in an Indian kitchen constantly. But there wasn't a heavy BO smell, which was nice. You would think. Yeah. Well, hey. I'm, hey. Well, I'm just, hey, uh, hey, these hey. are my American stereotypes because I've never been there, Todd. Yeah, no, the people there I don't smell know. fine. Yeah. They smell okay. Yeah, that, that wasn't an issue. But hmm. uh, but eventually, like, we, we got tired of... Of the harassment and like people trying to overcharge us for things, right? So my uh, my buddy my buddy Jarrett, who we went with, is is a lawyer, right? And so dudes who, dudes who are lawyers, like they they love the ability to kind of such out and like nail people on shit, right? Mm-hmm. And sure. this is this is fantastic. So uh, we go into a we go we went to go see the Taj Mahal, right? So after the Taj Mahal, it was like a hundred degrees out. Can I get one more? And is it, a, is it a dry heat? No, is? it's the most humid heat. You, it's like the deep south humid. And then like the heat, you're like closer to the sun there. So it's like a really oppressive heat. Hmm. And we're like dying. So yeah. all we want to do is, is this like little restaurant and bar when you exit. And so we're like, this is going there. It says bar, beer. Awesome. So we go in there to get like two Kingfishers, which is like the beer you drink there, hmm. which is also an airline, which is another reason I respect this country. Mm. Uh, respect India because if there was a Budweiser airline 
That'd be dope. That'd be dope, right? But there's there's a Kingfisher airline and there's a Kingfisher beer. So we walk in there like, oh, let's get two Kingfishers for me and my buddy. So as I'm asking how much they cost, I, I whip out a 500 rupee bill, which is like a like a tenner, like pulling out 10 mm. bucks. So I, I pull out five, 500 rupee and I go, how much for two Kingfishers? And he goes, 500 rupee. Damn. And I was like, oh, no, because I think they're probably like 150. You of course, know? right. And so my buddy Jared's like, What's the Indian price? What do you charge an Indian? And he goes, two hundred fifty rupee each, five hundred rupee. That's that's the price. And I'm like, mm, sounds like bullshit. And it was a restaurant. And did they already crack the beer? Yeah. Well, I mean, at, at that point, you'd already kind of drank it, or what? I wanted the beer, and you're only arguing about sixty cents, but it's <laughs> the principle, right? Yeah, yeah. And when you're tired of people trying to screw you, so we sit down, and then Jarrett's like, dude. We, 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 need, we need to figure this one out. So I asked the guy, this is a restaurant. Can I have a menu? And he goes, no, 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 no menus. <laughs> and I was like, what? It's all verbal here. Yeah. And so he goes, it's a, new, it's a new thing we're trying out. <laughs> it's all verbal menu. So he goes, well, what would you like? I go, well, what do you have? Yeah. He's like, we have a cheese curry. We have, And he starts going down the list of the entire menu. And we go, you know, it would be much easier if you had these things printed out. Mm-hmm. You know? And he's like, sorry, we don't have no menu. And so then Jarrett turns to me and he goes, I'm going to nail this guy. Yeah. I'm going to nail his ass. All right. And so then he walks outside because strangely, a bunch of Indian dudes hanging out outside of the restaurant. <laughs> Oddly. Oddly. So he walks outside and he has 200 rupee on him. And he goes, I'm going to give... One lucky man here, 100 rupee to buy a beer for 100. And if you can buy it successfully for 100, I'll give you another 100 rupee for doing it. So as he does this, a crowd develops, strangely, because a crowd always <laughs> develops. <laughs> when, when there's some white guy just tossing out rupees on the corner. Yes. To buy beer? Yeah. To buy a beer. Yeah. Making it rain rupees. Yeah. yeah. You guys are insulting the culture over there. We're just gonna we're just gonna feed people beer. No, he insulted us by trying to overcharge us. So. I like I like your friend though. He's like an ugly American. I like this guy. Oh, uh, Jared's he, he's very good. Oh, Jared's the yeah, best. Yeah. Such a blast for two weeks hanging yeah. out with him. And so Jared, and then the crowd develops. So then the guy who who runs the 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 store sees this happening, and he rushes out there, and then the crowd dissipates. Mm-hmm. And Jarrett comes back in, and he's like, he thwarted my, my attempt. What? Really? So then we're like, shit, all right, we got to nail this guy's ass. So we're sitting down, and then our wives come in. They're sitting with us sharing the beer. And then, of course, like in India, three Buddhist monks walk in. Right. And the Buddhist monks sit down at a table, and lo and behold, what happens? One of the, wait- the waiters brings out a menu. A menu. So I'm like fixated on the table thinking, all right, I got to get one of these menus so I can nail this guy's ass. Right. And right as that's happening, like some guy that looks like the manager comes out with like 150 rupees in his hand and just hands it right. to Jarrett. <clears throat> just nothing. Just doesn't say anything, just hands it. And I asked the manager, I go, can I have a menu? <laughs> and they goes, oh, sure, my friend, no problem. Gives me a menu. And as he's doing that, I see the dude sweating, the guy who overcharged us. And I look at him like, oh, wait, it's 155 rupees for a kingfisher. He charged us 250. And then the manager kind of looks down and, you know, kind of notes that this guy's probably stealing from him right. by overcharging the, the, right. the tourists. And then, uh, oh, and so then Jarrett starts talking to the owner. He's like, do you see what happened here? And then beneath my breath, I was like, he's a dishonest man. Dude, I, I would be afraid of doing that. Have you ever seen Drag Me to Hell? Like, <laughs> you fuck with people, like old people or, you know, people from another religion, gonna, another country. They might, they might 
Get some shit back on you. Get your comeuppance. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, man. But earlier in the interaction, when we first asked him what the price was, we said, and I, I forget it was me and Jared came up with this, he said, we said, do you swear to Shiva that that's the price? He says, yes, yes, I swear. And so then Jared stands up and goes, he swore to Shiva. <laughs> <laughs> Such a fucking lawyer, dude. Uh, do you he, swear to Shiva? And, and Jared <laughs> to tell point, the truth? Jared points at the guy and goes, you, sir, are a dishonest man. Yelled it out in front of everybody. Yelled it in the middle of the restaurant. And then points to the, the owner, who looked like the owner of the manager, and goes, you, sir, are an honest man. You are a dishonest man. And then we wow. sat there and smugly drank our beers and got that extra 90 cents that we were owed. Wow. And uh, You got your money back then. Yeah, we got our money back. But it was like the after... You shamed him in his own place. In a place, in probably a country where shame is acceptable. Yeah, that's true. Like a good good country where people shame people like here they always say that in america like we don't shame each other enough you that's know true. Like, mm. so we got a good shaming in but we didn't just have a trip of berating the locals right. like we did meet some fabulous people there and some great tour guides and we stayed at a bed and breakfast with a guy named uh, i think it was mr kumal who was wonderful and he stayed with you and us sir yeah we, we he was me- like a third party no, no, we went to his house and just hung out and wow. lived in, yeah, <laughs> wow. we all stayed in his house. Wow, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, this is the untold story right here. Well, the guy was paid. He was like the because in India you have like rich people and then you have poor people and there's not much of a difference. Uh, Oscar, can I, could you pass me a beer? So you stayed with someone at their house, the residence? Yeah, it was like a bed and breakfast kind of thing, and they wow. uh, and and they like cooked for us and took us around town and uh, that, it was amazing, but um. Uh, one of the most interesting experiences we had is on a previous show, we talked about uh, that I said that I was going to swim in the Ganges River. Yes. And that everybody was saying, Todd, don't swim in the Ganges, the holy river that absolves you of all your sins because it's one of the most polluted... Mm. Nastiest places. Nastiest rivers in, well, in the world. It absolves you of your sin in... Which religion? The Hindu religion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the holy of the holies. Uh, yeah, holiest of holies. The holiest of holies. It's like it's the opposite of Lindsay Lohan's vagina. Oh. And so it's 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 holy for uh, Hindus and Buddhists. Right. Go there. So we went down and this was a big thing that I wanted to do. So we went down to the, the Ganges and me and my buddy Jarrett, we uh went down to the water. We got up to our knees. Oh. And then uh, we uh, we kind of bathed up to the knees a little bit, and then kind of put some water on our heads. And I, I blessed my Long Beach hat, right, which was cool. And that was a really cool thing. And I blessed Jarrett. I put a little water on his head. This sounds very sacrilegious. <laughs> I, bl- Jarrett, I blessed is, my is Long Beach Jarrett, hat. Is Jarrett a, of any faith whatsoever? Does uh, he? Jarrett, Jarrett's a very he's a spiritually interested man. Like okay. he was he was like uh, yeah he, he's he's a he's a guy with a, a spiritual side. He's a well rounded individual who yeah. seeks many paths. Yeah, I think so that's a perfect way of putting it. You guys kind of half bathed and blessed stuff in the Ganges. Yes, I blessed my hat <laughs> and I blessed Jared. Yeah. And we, we went, but it was but I mean the 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 place down in Varanasi was was just beautiful. But we we went on a tour around there and this is where uh, shit got real. Oh, right on. Uh because it's the most holiest river and so the Hindus believe that if you die in Varanasi you immediately reach heaven. Oh. It's like, because there's a cool thing where they, they believe in the five elements in Hinduism. So you have uh, air, water, earth, the ether, which is like the spiritual realm, 
Right. And then and then like the body, like organic. I believe in all those as well. Yeah, where's fire? Oh yeah, fire's in there too. Fire's yeah. maybe not organic thing. It's fire. You're right. Okay, yeah. so. As my wife and I and, and Jared and his wife, Melanie, we're all going through the, uh, the, the small streets of Varanasi, right by the Ganges River. Our tour guide takes us to a certain spot where he stops and hands us off to this guy. And um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If this was Mexico, you'd be in trouble. Was there like a dirt road involved? Were, were, was this out of town? I mean, this sounds bad. No, this was in like a really busy, <laughs> tightly knit kind of city that's like right on the river. Like okay. it's built like the, there's like the, like the concrete goes right into the river kind of thing. Did he take you to a van down by the river? <laughs> yes. But he oh. takes us up and we, walk, we start walking past these wood piles, these large wood piles that go up to about your, uh, your shoulder. Okay. And then there, and, and there's all these wood piles, and we start going up, and we go we go up these stairs, and we go up to this kind of precipice that would be about four stories up, overlooking a beautiful look of the Ganges River. And when we get up there, the guy takes us there and stops, and there's about six funeral pyres in various states of being burned down. Nice. So there's like all the way burned to the ground, and you're standing on basically a, a floor of ash. And it was you're kind standing of, on a dead guy. Yes, yeah, yeah. and it was basically like there was um, a light, like kind of a breeze in the air, and it was kind of cloudy, and the ash was swirling up into the air. So if you were to die there and be burned, you'd be immediately taking it up into the ether. So mm-hmm. all five, um, what do you call it, all five elements were present right there. So he takes us up there, and we're right next to a full pyre with a body on it that was about seven feet away from me with somebody in a cloth that was dead, presumably. And yeah, was, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was burning at the feet, on fire, and making its way towards the rest of the body, towards oh, the head. Oh. And it just, was... Just what did it smell like? Like, I don't know. What did it smell like? Well, they, what they do is they, when they cleanse the body in the Ganges first, and then they anoint it with certain oils to take away the smell. They so, explain this to us. So not good. No, it actually, no, it <laughs> just smelled, it smelled like a campfire. <laughs> and later my clothes smelled like it, which was nasty. Yeah. But we stood there and like literally there was a body on fire and the man was explaining to me the holiness of the site and then pointed to a room and there was this room that was enclosed you couldn't see inside where people were waiting to die. What? what? And so people, when they're ready to die, they go there and they wait it out, and they sit in this room with other people that are dying oh or in my these... Oh, God. Really? Yeah, and they wait to die, and then they get taken down, and then they get brought up to the pyres, and they burn a 1,000 bodies a day. So literally, there was this scene where it was like, you know in Schindler's List when Oscar Schindler sees the ashes accumulating on his car or yes. whatever and right. sees the crematorium going 24-7, yes. as uh, Gwen from Sears would say? Yes. And we stood there, and that was one of the most powerful moments of my life and that we, we just talk about cultural differences where in, in, you know, in our culture, in Western culture, people kind of shy away from the grim realities of death. You might have an open casket funeral where the guy looks real pretty sitting there. But uh, here it's like birth and death and your whole existence is predicated on understanding the end and it being you mm. taken up into the ether, basically. And mm. so... Um, that's, it, that's deep. Yeah, like, I, I saw more as Monty Python, like, bring out your dead. <laughs> you know? And then like, I'm not dead yet. Yeah. Oh, hold on a sec. 
you know, just kill him right there. That's how I see it. I mean, that sounds depressing as fuck, dude. It was it was depressing, but in the circumstances, it, it was, was a celebration. It was a celebration, yes. right? It's it's depressing, kind of to the way we've been taught yeah, to, yeah, to see, view things. See, yeah, yeah. But but to them, it was a celebration, and there were all these guys that worked day in and day out, basically burning bodies, and that's what they did. And uh, it w- and then you look down and there's ashes on your shoes and you're standing in ashes and you're basically standing in human remains. Wow. And the guy explained that they but, can burn everything but the sternum and the pelvis. Like the sternum and the pelvis don't really burn well. And the, the body burns in about three hours or something. And then they take the, those, those remains down and they drop them in the river. Right there where I had just been, you know, uh. bathing. And uh, it, w- it was honestly, it was one of the most uh, awesome, disturbing moments of my life. And my wife and I were just like, oh, my God, and, and our friends. And, but it was, it was beautiful. Would you have bathed in it had you known that beforehand? I think I kind of knew it was happening before that. But it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you got you to gotta do it. If you're going to, you know, as Hunter S. Thompson says, buy the ticket, take the ride. Like, go all the way through it, you know? Yeah, but he did a little more than get his feet wet and bless a hat. Yeah. You, know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I mean, Reach hey, out much further. It was my own conception, right? But, I, got, I got you, I got you. But so we walk away and we're just like stunned. And we meet back with our tour guide and like literally our clothes smell. Like you need to stand around a campfire. Yeah. Our clothes smell like that. And we're walking back through these narrow streets in Varanasi, which is called Varanasi. And we're walking back and we're all kind of shell-shocked, right? And we're walking through these small streets with little businesses, and there's like cows sitting in the middle, and goats, and, and, and people selling things, and we're just like shell-shocked, and then we hear people singing coming around the corner. So we stop, we kind of stand up against the wall, and this guy comes through, another guy, and then suddenly there's a, a bunch of people holding up a body on what would be a, like a, I don't know. Would you? What do you lay on? Uh, and people gurney, hold, gurney, like, like almost like pallbearers walking a body right next to us that was just covered in a thin uh, cloth, and you could see the body shake, you know, and the fat shake, and the whole bit, and the body being taken up to the crematory that was just cleansed in the Ganges, and it was fucking crazy. Man. Besides that, stayed in some nice hotels, had some really good experiences. <laughs> exactly. I like, saw some camels. What'd you uh, do after that? Like, immediately after? Like, did you eat? Because I'd be, like, depressed all day. I'd be like, holy shit, what the fuck did I see right here? I didn't want to. I saw someone burn. I think we went back We went back to our, our rooms at the bed and breakfast and just, you know, hung out. Watched I, ESPN. <laughs> I think, I, I, think I, took, I took a nap. There's no ESPN there. You can watch cricket all day long. But I think uh, I took a nap. I think I read... I read a book and then hung out and then we had dinner that night. But all, all in all, enlightening was it educational to you? How was the trip? Uh, was it a good trip? I guess to surmise, it was a, it was amazing in the way that it was cultural. I mean, it wasn't like there's vacations where you go to Hawaii and you sit on a beach and you have some mai tais and you hang out and that's vacation. It's right? Good times. This, that's a hell of a vacation. It's good right times. There. That's a good time. Hey, I love going to Palm times. Springs, but this was more like. Let's see a reality completely not like ours. Try to understand it, see its benefits. And then also, coming back to Lakewood, it was like, holy shit, this is nice and calm and quiet and, you know, no burning bodies. But it definitely, I don't know, broadened my uh, horizons. It it just, you know, understanding the human experience and the way other people lived. And did Sarah, did she seem to enjoy India? 
Yeah, she did. She did. At first, she was kind of like freaked out because yeah. it's an in-your-face place. Like, it, it's very like we were traveling with uh, some chicks in Europe, and then we were going to Morocco. And that's about where we split ties because they didn't want to go to Morocco. Right. You know, because so, they were fucking freaked out of the stories they heard traveling around. So, yeah, yeah it seems like, you know, just as a female, it would be a little bit more intimidating did, and that type of shit. Did it feel like a safe place? Yeah, actually, you know what? Everybody, it's it's funny. It's like you have a better chance of being murdered in America than you do in India. Like they don't have the. Well, that's the not saying much, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So it's uh, I I never felt unsafe. I did at sometimes feel like it was really hectic, and we'd be on a street corner, and a bunch of people would approach us and start talking to us, and that it was you don't you're in a foreign environment, and people are very friendly, but there's also a lot of people on the take, so you don't quite know how to feel, right. you know, and everything kind of gets whipped up into a frenzy pretty quickly. So in that way, you feel uneasy. But uh, all in all, we also stayed in some places that were beautiful and some nice hotels. And the Indian people were really sweet to us. They were, like, very welcoming to tourists. And uh, we saw, like, some of the most amazing historical sites, which I won't get into. But, you know, Google the best historical sites in India. We saw all of them. Right. But uh, it was definitely an eye-opening, wonderful experience. And then I had a, a nice night in London which I, I love, which was almost, it felt like home uh, oh. for a night, and then I came back. So it's, it's good to be back here on the Far Out Podcast with everybody. Huzzah. Far Out News. You ain't come one, but many time tainted. Twink, Twinkies are making an early comeback at Walmart stores, and they won't be frozen beforehand. The world's largest retailer says it's selling the snack cakes at about 1,600 stores starting Friday, which I think was a couple days ago. And that's 3,000 of its 4,000 U.S. stores should have them by Sunday, which is a day after this, uh, day before this show drops. A day before, Hostess said the spongy yellow cakes will be start hitting the shelves nationwide. By late next week, stores will also have Hostess mini muffins, Oscar, and fried fruit pies, said Walmart. Oh, thank God. Ho-Ho's, wow. Orange Cupcakes, Suzy Q's, and Zingers will be available by August. Wait, Orange Cupcakes. That yeah, like, that's yeah, like, that like the Orange na- Ding Dong. Yeah, that sounds nasty. No one said the Ding Dong because if I'm if I'm getting excited about Hostess shit, like I do like a Ding Dong. That's a soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> and Snowballs, the most bullshit of all of them. Yeah, that's arriving. really fucking nasty, right? That's a coconut and the pink inside. Ooh, who nasty, likes who man. likes that? Yeah, who likes that shit? It's you like, know who likes that? The big fat kid in your class. That's who likes that shit. <laughs> you know, we all know him. So I, w- I want to ask you guys, when was the last time, scour your brain, when was the last time you had a Twinkie? Hmm. Uh, go ahead. No? I, it's it, at least it was, 20 years. It, it's been years. Really? At least I, I never was down with Twinkies. Yeah, I, I, I had one about like eight months ago at a, it was like my buddy's kid's uh, birthday party, and they had like a, instead of having a cake, they just had all these different hostess goodies, and they had Twinkies on there, and I had mm. a Twinkie. So, so they went cheap. No, it was, it was like it was an on-site event, so they, mm. they needed to kind of figure out a better way to do things. It you was know, fun, though. You know what it was? I probably had a Twinkie the last day that people were freaking the fuck out when they're like they're getting rid of twinkies yeah. i do remember that day because i 
Where were you that day? I know. I was at work. I was at work and people were like, did you hear? The Twiggy's going out of commission, man. And I'm serious. Like, people were freaking the fuck out. Where were you when Kennedy died? I know. Seriously. I was on the grassy knoll. Mm. Yeah. I'll say no more. Sunbathing? Well, I was doing my business. <laughs> Listen to Hank Williams like everybody else hanging out waiting I, for the president. I'm a little older than everyone thought, but yes. Yes. I, uh, I you know, in uh, advertising, we call it the principle of scarcity. Where once something becomes scarce, everybody wants it. Doesn't matter whether it's desirable or not. Hmm. That people, if you if you say they're running out, or Oscar, it's going into the Disney Vault. I bought. I, yes, I have purchased many things that were going into the Disney Vault, and yet they're still available. We uh, we talked about this on a, on a previous show. I, I I talked something about the Disney Vault, and then I said one, and then Oscar brought back some Snow White, and then Buck goes, "Was that Coke?" <laughs> I said no. He literally brought back a DVD thought, of Snow White. I thought he was speaking code. I didn't no. know. Yeah, no. Brought back the the yeah. yeah. I brought it. Yeah. So it was know. going into the vault, and you had to watch it that night, right? Because yeah. it's like I've purchased many a many a Prince album that was unlimited edition and was not going to be out for long. Well, yeah, Prince knows <laughs> yeah, scarcity. Marketing. The Black Album was uh, was not going to be around. It was a limited edition, limited time only. I bought it. Yeah. It's still available. Yeah. And now you can get that shit on YouTube. Go on iTunes, you can get it, right? Yeah. So I, I want to ask, because, you know, Twinkies, bullshit. I'm not that excited about it, about the Twinkie coming back. But he, he, here, here's the thing. Let's, let's say in the recesses of your mind, you mm. could actually take something you want back that's been discontinued, no longer available, a product, maybe a food, something that you want... Um, you know what would uh, what what would it be like personally? If I had my druthers, <clears throat> which I don't know if anybody who has druthers, uh, by the way, I'd always like to have. If I ha- I always want to have my druthers, but I don't know what druthers are. Right. Sounds like a work pant. But no laugh on that. Thought that was funny. I, I, I heard you. No, no, he's he's disgusted, but I'm I'm kind nope. of amused with it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm slightly amused. Yes, help a brother out here. If I had my druthers, anybody remember this? Back in the day, maybe in like 1987, they had a cereal called C3PO's. Hmm. No. Oh, yeah. It, no, I do. It was like one of those special, you know, limited edition cereals. Like you were saying with the Prince album. Yes. Yeah. And it came in a blue box. Was it blue? And it had C3PO's head on it. And the things were C3PO's head. You no, know, well, actually, the thing were just O's. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, no, but you're right. You're right. It was it was like O's, and they had C3PO, and it was like C3PO was presenting you with cereal. It wasn't C3PO presenting like, like bending over? But, <laughs> exactly. Which I'm sure C3PO is a bottom, right? Who knew that C3PO was the He's original Tyler Perry? Yeah. Okay. So is is Anthony wow. C3PO presents deep? Is C3PO gay? Is that the, yeah, definitely. He's the, the actor? I th- I'm assuming, because oh. he was a mime, right? There's not a lot of straight mimes, especially mm-hmm. in the 70s. You're Daniels, not. right? Anthony Daniels, mm-hmm. yeah. I ain't judging. I'm just axing. You know, did George Lucas want, uh, you know, but uh, he, he was a servant. <laughs> but, uh, and they had C-3PO cereal, and, and, and the funny thing is, the funny thing about cereal is that whenever, like, the brand that they're trying to put into the cereal, it's never really well executed. No. Like, if you're eating, like, Robin Hood cereal, it's like arrows. 
Right. Right? Like, there's only so far you can go with cereal, but so far, there was like a C3PO cereal, and it was really tasty, though. It was almost like a honey nut Cheerio, mm. but, it, but it was a little more frosty tasting. And it was fantastic. And if they still had those available to this day, not just because I'm a Star Wars nerd, but I would totally You're get down that. With it. Yeah. I would have to hoard it. Didn't you uh, try to sell cereal once online? Mm. What? Yes. Yeah. That's quite the scheme. He did. Yeah, really. I, That's quite the scheme. At a time in my life where I was going through a couple like get-rich-quick schemes wow. I thought might work, and one of them was being a cereal exporter. Did you ever sell knives? <laughs> Ginsu because <laughs> that's bad one of my friends who's actually a brain surgeon now or yeah, what yeah he's actually a brain surgeon but for a minute, I don't trust him anymore for a minute he was cutting knives he was selling cut knives I know to make money to pay for that shit does know? he use a Ginsu on the surgery like somebody comes in like, <laughs> I, I should ask him to this day yeah. he's sponsored cedar cyanide and he comes in he's like he's like ma'am don't worry about this, because not only will this... Dude, I trust this guy. Fuck you. I, I'll have him work on my brain. Not only will this cut out work your my tumor... Brain time. Not only will this cut out your tumor, but it also could cut through a shoe. Yeah, look at this, yeah. <laughs> and a tomato. And a tomato. I was thinking tomato, yeah. Look look, watch it, it slice this tomato apart. Look at this bread. It doesn't even go down. <laughs> Bring in one of the nurses with their Crocs on. Hold Let on. Me shoot this in half. Hold on. Here's his upper lobe. You know? Look it. at that. Yeah, there's, there it is. I remember one time when I didn't... didn't <laughs> Low back to me, son. <laughs> Done. Done. One time when I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't have health insurance, I went to a doctor, and the doctor came in wearing Crocs, and I thought, I don't know if I want a doctor with Crocs you treating You had second me. thoughts. I had yeah. second <laughs> thoughts when I saw the Crocs. I would. I'd question that guy. But uh, yeah, I mean, C-3PO cereal was, was the shit. So, you know, maybe now that Disney is running the game, they'll bring back that cereal, because it was really good. I want the original recipe, though. They'll sell mm. out all... All day on that shit. Buck, is there anything that you would bring back if you had your... I just have a few things. I didn't. Uh, Food-wise, like you, I think candy and stuff. I miss Fun Dip. Do they still make Fun Dip? Yes. Is have, When's the last time you had a Fun Dip? I don't even know what that is. Fun Dip? Do you, do you know? As a diabetic, I can't have it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm asking the wrong... That's really man. mean of you to rub that in. <laughs> have you ever had it? No, I can't ever. Nope. It's literally like crack, Oscar. Mm. You take a sugar-made like stick... Okay, like mm. say you were it's say you were hardened do- sugar stick. Oh, right? it's made of pure sugar. The stick itself. Mm. Say you were doing cocaine. This would be an optimal thing to stick right. You know, okay. it looks like that. And then you stick it in. First, you have to lick it uh, and get some sugar already. So you're getting your diabetic fix on right there. Yeah. And then you stick it in flavored sugar, mm. which comes in three, two to three different, you know, crack things. Yeah. You know, little, like little crack vials. It was a fun way to just ingest sugar as opposed to, you know, the pixie stick where you're just like full born like bon- uh, beer bong in it, you know? Mm. This was more of a, you know, huh? lick and just kind of kind of do it, you know? Get your mm. crack on. It was really good shit. I, the, the best part was the stick. I think I've had the stick within the last couple of years. I mean, mm. <laughs> this is all a soundbite. It's, it's all a soundbite episode. <laughs> best of soundbite episode. I'm trying not to get it. I, I knew immediately coming out of my mouth. It's a good thing I make the sound. Get another soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, but the stick is the best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. It just cracks in your mouth, and yeah, I, I, I dig the stick. But Buck, you're, you're failing on this topic because I'm sorry. It's still available. I didn't know that. Well, I'm where? Where can I get fun dip? <laughs> I mean, is it the average? Because when we got it, it was what the uh, what the ice cream man that would come around your corner. Yeah. And that's where I got the the fascination. I love the smell of gasoline. 
Mm. You know? Oh, yeah. Me I too. think it's because I always stood by, I was always off towards the end of the line of the, the ice cream man. So I always inhaled a lot of fumes. But that's and, carbon and monoxide. Like, that's not gasoline. That really? I like gasoline too. Oscar, do you like the smell of gasoline? Who doesn't? Okay, so you like it. Some people, it, it completely turns them off. And it's just like some kind of way well, your brain. It doesn't brain... turn me on though. Okay. Oh, that's my experience. I, mean, I don't get a hard on for gasoline. Mm. You're not like Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, fuck anything that moves. <laughs> I, I, do, I do like the smell of gas. I found that out as a kid. My mommy would make me pump her gas. And then I would uh, I'd always like stick it up to my nose. But then I realized that if you do that too much, your, your clothes and your body and your nose will smell like gasoline for the rest of the day. Right. And then also it's horrible if you're having a cigarette because mm-hmm. then you'll set your face on fire. Sure. That's true. But, but, but you're saying it's it's not available. I say it is. It's hard to reach. I, I, I got to go to like a crack dealer for it. You know what I'm saying? I got to go on the street level and fucking like get this shit. You can get it at 7-Eleven, Buck. No, you can't. We'll yes, go. Can. We'll go during the break. I'll get a I'll get a Ramona's burrito <laughs> and a fun dip. Yes, Oscar. Is there anything that you would bring back? Man, you know, thinking about this, I totally went about this uh, the wrong way, probably. Mm, <laughs> but to continue with this topic, yeah. I would like to bring back pizza flavored Doritos. Oh, I think I remember. That was that. a '90s thing. Yeah, You're yeah. a sociopath. <laughs> it was pizza flavored Doritos. I, I think any, anybody that varies from the Cool Ranch or the Nacho Cheese, anything that Taco Bell wow. doesn't make a shell out of, if you go outside of that, you, you probably have antisocial tendencies. Mm. Wow, that's that's a pretty staunch it view. Sounds like your view is kind of antisocial. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a hardliner on Doritos. Exactly, mm. mind, mind fear. Because Jeez. the thing is, <laughs> we. Uh, Biden, Juden. Serious. When 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 people start embracing the pizza nacho, Dorito, the the pizza Dorito, the, there's only so much marketplace and shelf space for the ones I like. Uh. So if everybody starts getting to what you do, they take my beloved Cool Ranch and they push it off the cool shelf. Cool Ranch will always be there. Now they're making Cool Ranch taco shells. Exactly. Cool. So ranch. relax. It's not going anywhere. All right. Would you, would you like maybe Taco Bell? Maybe you can make a plea right now, Oscar. If you could talk to the head of Taco Bell to say, you know what? Why don't you make the pizza shell? Because okay, oh, whoa! I the just pizza wait. shell with taco does not sound good. Think, wait, my my <laughs> mind just opened. Maybe it was my trip to India. All right, right next to my house is a Kentaco hut. A no, Kentaco not, hut? No, wait, no, wait, no. It's a taco hut. It's not a Ken. There's no Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's just a, a, a Taco <laughs> Bell pizza hut. Ah, uh, okay. He's making shit up right now. <laughs> it's a taco. Okay. Someone's so, going to hear this and be like, we got to do that. On one side. Kentaco hut. Kentaco hut. On one side of the menu, there is. Oh, they have menus at this place? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This is America. There's wow. Menus. Holy shit. On one side, there is. Uh, the, when you go through the drive-thru, there's all the, the, the Taco Bell items, right? On the other side, there's all the Pizza Hut items. You could stick this one in the middle, and they'd have the pizza Dorito-flavored shell with the Taco Bell stuff inside the shell. Cross-promotion. Mm. Oh! It all works. This is why you're in advertising. This is, this is why you're born there to you do go, this. There you go, dude. Yeah. Would you like that? Would you eat yeah. that taco? Probably. I'll, I'll try it. Probably. Come on. I'd have it. I'd like something more, man. More, I just, he's like I just birthing want, this thing from your idea. You know. I want the pizza Dorito in a bag. That's all I want. That's all you want. The wait. The pe- wait. I want the pizza flavored Dorito in a in just the bag. That's just all I the want. bag. You don't want any. 
I don't want cross promotion. I don't want to like have to mix this with anything. I just want to taste the pizza flavored Dorito. Mm. Oh, I gotcha. Again. I haven't had it since 1995. It would you know be. What I'm it sounds like it would be a, quite the thing for you. Like you would relish in it. I've had you, pizza flavored Doritos before and after having Twinkies. I thought, I thought you were going to say sex. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I would if I could. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is how I get down. I think this is part of when Oscar and I used to live together. Our friends, when, when, when we'd invite our friends over, we always had friends that would bring over some weird ass chips. Like I'm a when I'm a meat and potatoes man when it comes to chips. Yeah. Like if there was a chips political party, I'd be the most conservative of the chips people. Mm. I like regular lays. My wife gets mad at me because I always will buy like just the regular plain lays. It's pretty boring, dude. Yeah, I'll get crazy and I'll have some sour cream and onion. Have you tried the the spicy nacho cheese Top- Doritos? Tapatio Doritos? No, it's really good. Oh. That's good. It's really tasty. But we, we'd have people, they'd bring over like Flaming Hot Cheetos. No, that's bullshit. And those like Sabrositas. Like the, the, our friends would always, because most of our friends are Hispanic. Be careful. Them. Be careful where you go with this. <laughs> don't speaking, offend. Don't, don't offend. Yeah. I was saying, I have Hispanic friends, and they bring over the weird-ass Sabrositas um, chips. No, uh-huh. <laughs> All right? Those are good, actually. And it would be like squirrel-flavored chips or some weird shit. Mm. Chupacabra-flavored chips. <laughs> and then the thing is, if you're having a dip... You can't have a flavored chip and then dip it into a flavored dip. You have you to can't. have a plain whitey chip and then put it into something flavorful. That's the thing. When someone has a lime flavored chip and then you put it into like have... salsa, it tastes like shit. No, no. You go Elliot. jungle fever when it comes to chips. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's just like yeah. that. that that's it needs to be plain white. Then you go with like the flavor. Yeah, that I agree with you. Are you afraid you. like your fucking mouth's going to explode? It's too much for you or what? It's just confusing. No, it's not. It is amazing. It, it's it's too much going on. And, uh, it's it's like uh, you know when someone gives you the lime chips and you dip it into the salsa and then it tastes funky. It's too much. It's too much happening. You, you got to expand your palate. You know what doesn't go well with dip is like those uh, kettle chips. Yes, hmm. I'm against the kettle chip. I'm a big fan of kettle chip, just not with dip. Really, hmm. the kettle chip it's just too hard. Oh, we're <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah. uh, it's like, so delicious. Well, it's, it's because my my teeth are of the teeth of a thirty five year old. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, mm. I could do it. Grape nuts. Is, I do not have the teeth. Of you a do not have the teeth. Grape nuts is not a challenge to you, but to Todd, it's scary as fuck. Yeah, you know? yeah. A bowl of grape nuts. He's fucking scared of. I'd starve rather than eat that. My uh, my dentist once told me <laughs> I had the teeth of a seventy year old man. What? I can't eat. Like when I see somebody eating a corn nut, I think, why don't you just chew ball bearings? <laughs> I go to him. I'd be like, well, isn't that part partly your fault, sir? You are my physician. You know, I'd be like, fuck you. Oh, throw it back on Obviously, sir, this is your fault, not mine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> put, Where did you fuck up? Well, yeah, exactly. Aren't you, a, aren't you a medical professional? What the fuck happened here? I know. I blame you. What am I paying for? You know, get on his ass. Fucking shit sipper. Yeah. You know what I'd like to bring back is the uh, WWF ice cream bar. Did you ever uh, have these? No. You ever hear about this, Kevin? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was, a, it was an ice cream bar. It was an ice cream in the middle. Okay. And on one side it was like a cookie, like a like a like a like almost like you know like the blonde Oreos, like the shitty I'm, I'm Oreos. Glad, I'm glad this is something edible because at first I thought you were talking about cocoa beware. Mm. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I'd like to have cocoa beware come over to my house. Oh my god! Short shorts with his ghetto blaster. Oh, I just yeah. that'd be dope. Talk about what a what a racist stereotype of a wrestler. Because well, that's all what wrestlers- I'm saying. He was chocolate on the outside, vanilla in the middle. 
Because that's what Coco Beware was. That motherfucker was the whitest black guy on earth. He no, was he, a sellout. He was a black guy that he walked around with a ghetto blaster. <laughs> with the, it was horrible. It was very It was bad. different times, guys. It was it was a minstrel show, basically. It was yeah. bad, dude. Yeah. Like him him walking out to the bird, you know, doing the bird. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, it's a Morris Day. Oh my gosh. And then yeah. his his finishing move was called the ghetto blaster. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yes. Bro. The, he he That's bust, awesome. He put a ghetto blaster on somebody, and this was acceptable, you know. And then you know, but I I like, but it was it was like a cookie on one side, like a like a cake cookie on one side, and then they'd have like hillbilly Jim on it or whatever, or mm. you know junkyard dog or you know the Iron Sheik. And then on the back side was chocolate. <laughs> so you had like the cake. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, well, no, Coco Beware was the chocolate. Who, mm. no, who makes you want to eat? You know, he's very appetizing. Hacksaw. Mm. Yeah. That dude was fucking... Uh, <laughs> that dude was fucking insane. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And, and, and so that was that was the most tasty ice cream, but you can't get him anymore. As far as... It was... I remember the WWF... Um, what was it? Cartoon series. And that was some shit. With Junkyard Dog and all that shit. Yeah, know? Hillbilly Jim. Exactly. And- had Hulk Hogan, Junkyard Dog, Hillbilly Jim, all that. Yeah. Yeah, bring that back. Bring that shit back. Buck, what, what, what are you bringing back? Uh, let me just see. I have a few right here. As far as I know, we're short on time, so I'm just going to say them real quick. Uh, one thing I want to... What are we listening to, by the way? What are you playing? Oh, I'm sorry. It's just a little impromptu. Coco Beware music. The Coco Beware theme. This is what he will walk out to. Nice. It's yeah, good. it was very good. Gospel music. I'm just putting it in the back. Is this written by Billy Preston? <laughs> I'll check. You know he wrote "You Are So Beautiful" to me. Anyway, all right. So just a few things I wanted to bring back. Huh? Just a few things I wanted to bring back. Few, uh, one of them, Alf. I caught an episode or two of Alf. All right. Do you remember the great show that was Alf? I'm sorry, you just checked out. What's wrong? You don't you don't like Alf? Oh no, I'm, I was. Uh, Do you remember Alf? Does anyone remember Alf? Yeah. Ah, kill me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. No problem. He was like he was like a little Yiddish dude. Yeah, you he, know? he was a Yiddish space alien. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It was fucking awesome, and he would eat cats. Remember that? I don't like he, cats. So I'm I that. hate cats too. He had a proclivity for eating cats. So yeah, I showed a bit of YouTube to my little nieces and nephews. They loved it. They loved Alf. They so you think it. Alf can make a comeback? You think Alf works in 2013? I'm saying I'm, 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 I tested it in the marketplace and it worked. Alf is coming back. I think the problem is Will, I'm sure Willie Tanner is dead, right? I'm sure the main guy. Yeah, no one can replace him. Like that, 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 yeah, that, that, that fucking. That, he, he never acted before or after that. I don't think he was always Alf's dad. Why is it that every 80s show is like the misfit and then the old white guy? Like, Punky Brewster, right? And then she's with George Grimes, like the old white guy, right? Yeah, then you have mm. Alf, and then he's against like Willie Tanner. Right? Mr. Drummond. And then, then you have, yeah, yeah, then you have the, the outcast, the, uh, the kid from uh, Harlem. Yeah, and then uh, and Willis and uh, you know, the kid uh, Gary Coleman. Yeah, and he's with Mr. Drummond. And then you have... Uh, you you have uh, yeah Mrs. Garrett just coming in fucking that shit up. You have Carol O'Connor. You have Carol O'Connor and and Rob Reiner. 
Yeah. On All in the Family, oh, right? Such a great show. Yeah. But so that's a great show. I also thought another show, something I loved as a kid that I don't see anymore. They got to make a live action Voltron, especially with this Pacific Rim oh, shit. Oh my God, I know. Why hasn't that, that never that, happened? That looks so, like you can do it now. Like looking at Pacific Rim, I'm like, dude, you got to make Voltron right now. Pacific right now. Rim looks like it might be pretty good. It I thought that dope. was an Asian porno. It looked dope. Pacific Rim, yeah. Yeah. yeah, very good. <laughs> as far as that, you know, we all love Voltron, but also I want to do a live action uh, Broadway production of Thundercats. This is something I want to see. I'm it, thinking, like cats? Like kind of cat-ish, where the people are in the cats, you know, like the musical cats, but more of an angle, <laughs> Ooh, more, bad more of an angle too, though, it's focused on Snarfer. Do you remember Snarfer? I don't. Snarfer was a little like asshole guy, like the little like nymph thing. That you're Snarfer. That's how he would always say Snarfer before every other thing he said. Hmm. I don't Snarfer. I don't Snarfer like that. You know. And he was just no. annoying as fuck. So I'm saying he's the central character now. Kind of Snarfer. A, kind of a fiddler on the roof. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know how, but yeah, we'll work. I, on that's that. like making a show around and revolving it around Slimer. <clears throat> Now that's gold. Now you you have convinced me. That's what we're going for. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm gonna be on Broadway next year. Let's there do this go. shit. But but I, I like a more cats angle though. Uh, let's just bring the cats. Maybe back. we can write some music for that. I'm saying. All right. If I could bring anything back, it'd be the Raiders to Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a, that's a good one. Because I thought you were gonna say that first, Todd. <laughs> and then you went with some bullshit O's. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. But really, my first one was bound feet. But go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I think I think in the end, uh, the Raiders coming back to Los Angeles is the only thing that people should work for. When I was in India, I went to the Taj Mahal. And you know what I rocked? A Raider hat. I, I, I rocked my Raiders shirt and my mm. Long Beach hat because I'm going to be whenever people who are you know Raider fans go on vacation, right. they uh, they have a spot on the website for that. So Raiders back, make them play in the L.A. Coliseum. Fuck building a nice. New expensive stadium downtown. They wanted to leave with all their heart. That's right. With all of Al's heart. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Far Out Podcast today. I'd like to thank Buck Perez. Oh, thank you. I'd like to thank Oscar Taeda. Thank you. Get your comments up at faroutpodcast.com. We'll be back next Monday with more shows. Thank you for listening. You're casting your spell on me You got me doing funny things like a clown Just a look at me When you wear your high hole boots With your hip hugger suit It's alright You're out of sight And you wear that cute mini skirt With your brother's sloppy shirt Admit it I can't dig it. Then I say, Sugum, Bugum, 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 now, baby, you're casting your spell on me. I say, Bugum, 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 now, baby, you're casting your spell on me.